ஜிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கிங்கி
But what I want to start by asking you is, where did you see that gap? Like in India, in our country, where is that gap at the moment? And why did you feel it was so, you know, imperative for you to close that gap? Yeah, so uh, if you look at uh, currently uh, uh, how the agriculture is in general farming, uh, the, the bigger farmers do have access to soil testing labs because of the ability to uh, transport the soil and they connect with the soil testing labs. On the other hand, the larger segment of the farmers apparently are poor and they rely on central funding, central organizations to do that. And often there is a gap in terms of getting the right kind of information uh, for their land. Add any, any uh, fertilizer uh, for that matter. And given that, it's quite, uh, you know, likely and in fact, quite is well recorded also by ICR that we as an Indian farmers are heavily users of fertilizers. In fact, significantly large, like twice the amount of what China use. However, our production is half of what China has. That's a so very interesting very point to note. I mean, you're saying even with double the use of fertilizer, we're still at half production. Right. It clearly means that it is not the amount which matters. It is the right amount which matters. Mm. And in order to do that, you have to have uh, informations. And information essentially delayed by six months or one year, or in fact, lack of information itself is one of the reasons for our lack of uh, growth in agriculture. And in fact, the rate at which we want to, right. to support uh, support uh, you know the, the the need of the indian uh, population it's so fascinating and, and you know if i may ask you I, I mean i do believe that um, both your father and your grandfather worked in the indian agricultural research institute and uh, it seems like your family is very connected to the betterment of farmers in a lo- in a large way am i right in saying that yeah so uh, so actually the news went a little uh, so my father and father in law both are from the same institute of course my grandfather still is uh, in farming He's still a farmer sure. and we do have land uh, in Bihar. And I have personally seen how they do it. Uh, you know, we've been very lucky to have that kind of, you know, kind of uh, land. But nevertheless, I can clearly tell you that the way it is done is so so intuitive that, you know, you really can, it's like you know, as a mechanic, you know what your, uh, let's say, vehicles are, right? Yeah. You know, you know intuitively what you want to do. Unfortunately, uh, the soil is a bit of chemistry. Okay. Uh, you actually uh, preempted my next question beautifully. Okay. So I'm just going to jump right into it by asking yeah. you, what should the ideal soil kind of look like for people who are in a, you know, city dwellers? We don't care as long as we get our bhaji in the store, right? Uh, <laughs> which is sad, but there are a lot of people who are also like these, you know, terrace gardeners and things like that. And, but, and people who have land who may be interested in the same, but ideally what, what is the ideal soil like? If I may ask you. Well, that's a, that's a fantastic question, Kay. Uh, the ideal soil depends on what kind of crop uh, you would like to have. So there is no perfect ideal, or like in, there is no universal ideal. For example, like, you know, uh, and these crops are, for that matter, let's say vegetable, uh, we, and the kind of nutrients we want, whether it's a zinc or whether it's a certain uh, macronutrients, certain elements which are good for body. Uh, you know, you may see a very nice, uh, let's say, uh, you know, leaves of a certain uh, plant, which is which you're going to eat, but that does not mean that it has the right nutrients, because the nutrients comes from the soil, and it is 
uh, uh, for a specific crop or specific, let's say, plant or cabbage for that matter, you need to have a specific set of uh, properties. And these properties do vary depending on crop to crop. So so that is why there's can, no universal right, property. As right. As, uh, so, so can I ask you from that perspective, the result of what the soil is today, right? And I'm saying across India and I'm using a kind of you know, I'm being a little general about it, and and uh, forgive me on that. But generally, with the with the soil of today in India, it is what it is because of what we have done to it. Am I right in saying that? In terms of overusing fertilizers, exploiting the soil, is it that is that completely our fault? Uh modernization has its own impact, and this is indeed the case. Uh, uh, the the uh, excess use of fertilizers is one of it, but uh, besides that, the effluent and the water contamination and uh, air contamination are other sources which affects you know the soil top layer. And eventually, uh, plant, for example, chemical plants has a lot of impact on the soil properties. And there is a lot of study of uh, migration of uh, heavy metals also from one region to another region that also impacts it. In some sense, yes. So to complete the story, let me just give you this because I did not answer the previous question uh, properly. The, uh, usually, soil have two uh, segments. One is called macronutrients and the other one is micronutrients. So micronutrients are like six parameters, NPK, organic carbon, exchangeable cation, and uh, clay contain. On the other hand, micronutrients are the elemental metals, which are good for body, for example, zinc, iron, boron, and so forth. So uh, ideally, uh, a certain distributions are necessary depending on the crop. So the larger crop requires macronutrients, the plant and vegetables, they require micronutrients. So that gives you a little bit idea about what we want. With regards to, you know, uh, the device that we've been talking about, which is um, the Bhumbarikshak uh, device, um, take me through it. Like, for example, if I, do you by any chance have it lying around you? Um, Unfortunately, uh, no? I'm sitting at home. No, that's okay. That, that's okay. So take me through how it works. Um, if say for example I'm a farmer and you give that to me, what would I do? Okay, fantastic. So, uh, so the idea was let me tell you the what uh, the, the, the cause which talked about, and I will just quickly in one minute tell you what was the idea behind it. But what was really the intervention which I wanted to bring in? So when I realized, you know, after talking to my, of course, uh, you know, father-in-law and my uh, various different uh, uncles who are in the ICRs and so forth, I realized one of the challenges that, you know, there is no easy means of people to get access. Often you have to take the soil to a specific place and they will take their sweet time to conduct a variety of different wet lab experiment, which means you have to use chemicals and so forth. So the idea was that can we actually bring the device and if we have, we can conduct the uh, so-called experiment or whatever right there. So you have this device and it has an optical unit. So I've, the whole idea was to get rid of toxic elements. It should be, you know, it should uh, be sustainable in some sense. So uh, this is a small a device which you can uh, is equivalent to a cup of uh, you know typical cup of uh, you know tea or something like that right uh, and then it has a, a small optical unit and it has a cup holder in some sense you may say so you can consider that way so the idea is that uh, you take the soil and uh, the soil has to be dry uh, which usually would be sun dried and uh, then you take a two spoon, just like you take normally a uh, sugar. Uh, so take this two spoon and just uh, fill the small cup holder. 
and close the cup and then uh, you press uh, the top button which basically it takes uh, 90 uh, seconds to show you the results on your mobile which is uh, connected through the bluetooth super so these results are macro nutrients yeah and the nice part becomes you know technology penetration has become so high nowadays even of course farmers have smartphones um this is an ideal kind of thing for them right because this is future. so this is future so yeah. in fact uh, western world uh, you know i've been in touch with many scientists across the world and they are talking about what is the future of agriculture in 10 yeah. 15 years down the line yeah what is important in this case empowering the uh, farmers farmers need not now rely to any ambiguous information they have the data today what is the soil of information is this they can record the data they can figure it out what actually work which crops they want mm. rather than the crop they've been using so with the availability of what uh, the soil properties they can decide whether right. they want wheat barley or you know or, or some kind of a plant you know right. with that economical decision also they can make a more profitable uh, livelihood yeah yeah beautiful that, i mean like you said technology seems to be the future in so much so many senses um great you know what um on a parting note um what i'd like to kind of leave everybody with uh, is definitely your thoughts or rather your message to the um to the wonderful let's say younger population of india right who are striving to do more with you know developing beautiful technology right what would you like to say to them um and let's leave everything off on that note go ahead well i think you know even the smallest contribution can have a biggest impact so uh my only take to even my student when i say that don't don't stop your creativity don't stop thinking uh, start uh, implementing the thoughts into reality Uh Professor Jain it's been awesome chatting with you and I wish you all the very best thanks so much for being part of Tech for Change and uh here's hoping that the future is really really bright thank you so much thank you thank you Kevin thank you very much thank you so much for listening to this little episode of Tech for Change you can find me your host K on uh, Instagram I'm probably the most active there at the rate of air with K that is off air with K-A-Y. I'm going to be back next week for another episode of Tech for Change. And if you'd like to give us feedback, well, you as a listener can reach out to us on at the rate HT Smartcast on multiple platforms. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Now to listen to more podcasts, make sure you log on to www.htsmartcast.com. I'll see you soon. Take care. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.